Hey everybody, it's Lashes Lane. Welcome to episode five of the Sober Showgirl podcast. I am filming a little bit different today because um, I just wanted to switch things up. I've got Bruce and Pixie in my bedroom and uh, yeah, we're all filming together. Bruce is chewing my glasses and causing a little, stop it buddy, stop, Bruce Lane. <laughs> He's causing a little chaos, so we will see how this episode goes. Um, yeah, got some crazy kids in here. I am really excited to be back. I know I took a little bit of a break. So that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I'm super excited to be back. I might have to kick these cats out of the room. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you might notice that these crazy critters are, they're being a little, they're being a little funny right now. Anyway, the cats are causing chaos. We will see how long it takes for me to kick them out of their very own bedroom because this is their room. Let's get real. If you can see the cat hair confetti floating through the air, you know this is their bedroom. I took a little bit of a break. So this is episode five. Episode four came out. Um, gee, episode four came out, I want to say a month ago. And... I was really looking forward to putting out an episode for Christmas dedicated to the holidays, but on that week, our sweet little calico cat Pixie, who you saw in the intro to the video, she had some medical issues that I don't really feel like talking about on camera for this episode, but she was hospitalized. As you can see, she is doing fine, but as you can hear in my voice, it is kind of a hard thing for me to talk about. So we're not going to talk about that in this episode. I am planning an episode about stress management, and I will get into the detail on what happened. But she's doing great. And after the hospitalization incident with Pixie, I was just a wreck. And it was really hard for me to just talk about anything in general without bursting into tears. And I needed to take a little break from social media. I took a little bit of a break from um, everything really and just kind of focused on spending time with all of the cats, spending time with family, enjoying the holidays. And I didn't really pay any mind to social media or um, any of my work. So I took like a three-week break. I feel great. I feel really refreshed. Pixie's doing great. Bruce actually during that time, right after we got Pixie back from the hospital, he got an upper respiratory infection, so then he was sick, but they're both feeling fine, which is one of the reasons why I am thrilled to have them causing trouble during today's episode, because I'm just really happy that they're feeling good and they're feeling well enough to uh, create a little bit of chaos today. So everybody's feeling good. I am back, baby. I am changing the way that I record my episodes to make it easier for me and trying a different method of recording audio. So if you like the audio in this video better than you liked the audio in my previous videos, please let me know because yeah, I'm testing some stuff out. It's episode five. We are in season one and I am searching for the best way to do this. So let's get into the topic of dry January. I am seeing so many posts about dry January and I feel like it is just the coolest thing. A lot of people are becoming very interested in sobriety and 
they're taking on this challenge for the month. If you are sober 24 seven, and you're seeing all this dry January and stuff, make sure that you're encouraging these people who are dipping their toes into a lifestyle that you hold so near and dear to your heart. I know sometimes you can be like, they're just doing a trend. Well, they're doing a trend that changed your whole life. So dry January might seem like a month challenge, but it can be a life-changing thing. One month can turn into three months, which can turn into years. And if you are just dipping your toes into sobriety and you're like, oh my God, years? Years? And that sounds really intimidating. I'm here to say, don't let it intimidate you. If this is something that your heart and soul needs and sobriety is calling to you and this lifestyle change is calling to you, don't push it away. If this is what you need, you know deep down in your heart that this change is going to be so beneficial to your life. So don't fight it, embrace it, and you know, don't be afraid to take that step into making sobriety your lifestyle. It's so cool that so many people are trying out sobriety to start the new year, but it doesn't have to be a little challenge. It can be something that really changes your life if you're new to this huge lifestyle change, or it can be something that changes, you know, your friend's life, someone who's new to dry January, just like lift them up because it might really be something super beneficial. So if you're seeing people doing this challenge and you've been sober for like 10 years and you're like, ah, it's a trend and you're feeling old and crotchety about it, lift them up, man. Encourage them because this month challenge could be something that saves their life. So cool. I'm loving seeing it. It is making my heart feel a lot of joy and it's so cool. Now, I have a couple of things that I want to say about dry January to the people who are completely new to sobriety. If you are brand new to sobriety, this is your ninth day of being sober and you're like, whoa, I feel great. I have had no hangover. I feel like my body has more energy. I am thriving. I feel really good. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. And isn't that something that you want all the time? It doesn't have to be just a month. If you're someone who is struggling, you know you need this change. You know it. You're like, damn, I've been wanting to get sober for a while. January is just the perfect excuse. New year, gonna finally take on this goal, but it's hard and you're having cravings and you're struggling and you are having a really hard time just like staying on track with this. I'm here to tell you that you can do it. You can stay on track with this because it's worth it. It is so worth it. If you wanna take this month and turn it into the rest of your life, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. There are support systems on Facebook, um, there are support systems on Instagram. You have this podcast right here. My DMs are open. You can do it. The support is there, definitely digitally. There's virtual communities everywhere that are ready to lift you up 
make you feel like you're not alone. But if you're on this dry January stuff, because you are like, I want to change my life. This month could end up being the rest of my life. I am ready to take this step. You could do it. You could do it. You got this. So if it's day, you know, whenever you're listening to this, if you're middle of the month, if it's like you're listening to it when it just dropped, so it's only been like nine, 10 days, wherever you are listening to this with your journey, if you want this, you can have this. You've already made it this far. It's stopping you from continuing. And if you feel the social pressures of continuing on, to drink, you're like, oh, well, January's over. I suppose I'll go back to the bar. Why? You made it this far. You made it a month. You want this change. Why not change your life? You don't have to do it for just a month. If you feel good and you notice this change in your life, take it a step further. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Fuck that. Oops. I'm trying not to swear on this podcast, but if you know me, you know I swear like a sailor. So if you're listening to this podcast and you know me and you're one of my good friends, you're like, that just does not sound like her. It's because I'm not dropping an F-bomb every like couple of words. But yeah, F that man. You can change your life in just by making the choice to be sober this month and then carrying it on. I believe in you guys. If you're thinking, why? Do I want to do that? I'm scared. I don't want to commit to the rest of forever. You don't have to look at it as forever. You could just extend it little by little, you know. Make a month 90 days. And from there, you could make 90 days six months. And then you could go for a year and just keep seeing how you feel. But I think it's worth extending it and making it more than just a month. I have a couple of reasons in why I think that. Your dry January should become your lifestyle. Reason number one, no hangovers, baby. No hangovers. If you are similar to me and you used to be a party gal or a party guy, party, they, them, whatever, you partied. You partied. If you partied, party. You probably have felt a lot of hangovers a lot of countless countless hangovers and those suck they really do i had so many hangover tips and tricks for people and they were so unhealthy i'd be like you have to drink one coca-cola before bed take two ibuprofen and then drink three gatorades and uh, eat one banana the banana was probably like the best thing for you in there um i mean gatorades not bad but three come on that's like excessive i just had so many little like tips and tricks and trip that I would do to get rid of a hangover. I never really got rid of a hangover and it would ruin your next day. You know, you drink and you party and then you feel like crap and then it ruins your next day. It steals time from your whole week. Those hangovers do. So no hangovers. If dry January becomes your lifestyle and you're living a dry old life, (laughs) no hangovers. Ever again, think about what it would be like to wake up and we're waking up. Let's imagine it. And we don't feel like shit from drinking. What? What? 
what it feels so good feels so good to wake up not feel like fucking shit let me tell you like i swore not once and the <laughs> band-aid has come off i'm like ah i'm a swearing machine no yes um anyway no hangovers no hangovers no hangovers ever again doesn't that sound beautiful we are not hungover. We are not hungover. And we are not canceling plans in the morning the next day. We're going on that hike. We are going to Disney World at 7 a.m. We are doing whatever we want to do in the morning because we're not too hungover to do it. You know how many plans I canceled because I was hungover? So many. So many plans in the toilet. Because I had a freaking hangover, man. So no hangover. The next one is pretty serious. It's a reason to be sober. Forever. If you're like forever, <laughs> sorry. It's a reason to extend your dry January. And be sober forever. <laughs> no blackouts. Guys, do you know how many nights I don't remember? Because I was blacked out. So... So many, so many. I have just nothing in my memory from certain nights. And that is horrifying. Horrifying and dangerous. It's so dangerous. I can't believe I'm alive sometimes because of all the blackouts that I've had. And if dry January becomes your whole lifestyle, you don't have to ever worry about not remembering anything because you're going to be present in the moment. You're never going to have a blackout again. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, how did I get home last night? Because we've all been there, right? I know I have. Or you're in bed and you're like, I don't even remember getting home. I don't even remember how I got home. Holy shit. I mean, I've been there. That's scary when you think about it. It's really scary. So no blackouts. And that's really cool. You live a sober life, you don't have to worry about hangovers or blackouts. Those are two amazing reasons to just make dry January your thing forever. Next up is be more present. Listen, when you're hungover and you feel like crap, you're feeling like shit and you're not present. Another thing that I want to touch on, which I don't think I've actually talked about in this podcast yet, is... This is what it felt like for me when I was drinking every single day. I would wake up and my first thought, I shit you not, my first thought was, oh, I can't wait till I'm able to have a drink. I'd make my coffee and I'd be like, mm, should I spike it? Should I put a little something, something in my coffee? I would, you know, drink a mimosa and be like, mm, it's fine. It's a mimosa. It's classy. You know, I would just drink as soon as that clock hit noon. When I got really bad towards the end of my drinking days, I would be drinking like White Claws at 11 a.m. And I'm like, what? It's water. I thought about alcohol all the time. I thought about when my next drink was going to be all the time. All the time. When can I drink? Ooh, 
when's my next class? I'm literally holding a glass of wine and I'm thinking about my next glass of wine. I am thinking about, do I have enough wine? What if I want to have two bottles tonight? I've gained so much of myself back because I'm not consumed of thinking about when I can drink next. I've so much of my, like, so much of my thoughts were just consumed by alcohol and thinking about alcohol and when I can drink next. I have so much more room in my brain. <laughs> so much more room in my brain to actually be present and to be there with friends. If we were out together and we were shopping, I'd be like, oh, you want to go get a drink? You want to go get a drink? You want to go get a drink? I'd be thinking about when I was going to drink next when we were having our drink. That's a lot of brain power thinking about a drink all the time, nonstop. Just drinks, 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 drinks. I am more present in my mind. If I go out and I have coffee with you now or we go get a snack somewhere or something, <laughs> I am actually listening to what you're saying and I'm not thinking about when are we getting drinks? I'm able to actually have a meaningful conversation with you in a much better way. And that's, I'm not saying I never had meaningful conversations before, but I have more space to actually connect with the people I love in a deeper way because I'm not just thinking about alcohol. And that's awesome. If you don't relate to that and that's not your experience uh, with alcohol and you um, are wanting something to relate to with being present, I, I mean, shoot, when you are drinking and you are intoxicated or buzzed, you're not really like your full self. And so just taking that away and taking that out of your life and being able to interact with people and your friends fully present and without any kind of like beer goggle or, you know, little buzzy bee buzz about yourself and you have your full personality and you're fully conscious, that's awesome too. So maybe you aren't, are not constantly thinking about drinking, but you know, when you're out with your friends and you're buzzed, you're not your full self. You're not at your full potential. You're a watered down version of yourself. Even if you think the alcohol is making you funnier or whatever, it's not. Like I said before in my Liquid Courage episode, alcohol waters you down. So if you want to know more about that, check out the Liquid Courage episode because we don't need alcohol for anything. My next one is become more focused. Now, this is called the Sober Showgirl podcast, so I will talk about burlesque for just a moment. I'm a producer for my troupe, Bad Witch Burlesque, and I did start producing in quarantine, and I was drinking a lot during those episodes. I was editing a lot while I would drink. I would drink White Claws or, um, you know, champagne or hard liquor, and I would edit all of our digital episodes. And I had like four or five versions of the episodes because I was like making mistakes and typos and stuff. I truly believe if I were to do that now, sober, there, <laughs> not going to say there wouldn't be, there would only be one draft because if you have ever done an editing project, you know, <laughs> the one that you write final draft is never really the final draft. It's like final draft underscore two, you know, always, there's always more than just the final because you watch it back after it's 
been exported or whatever and you're like oh shit I gotta fix some stuff so (laughs) not saying it'd be perfect y'all but I'm just saying like I think that there would have been a lot less edits my first show that I produced ever I was drinking champagne in my coffee cup and it went fine it wasn't like I mean like any first show ever that the producers had it, it wasn't perfect there were some mistakes but you know it wasn't a catastrophe by any means um but my next show that I produced sober was so much better and they've continued to get better and better and I've become more organized as each show goes on and I become more confident more organized I have my stuff together with every show I produce and I truly believe that becoming sober has made me a better producer a better performer Um, I'm just way more organized. My costumes are organized. I actually have the mental capacity to follow through with uh, organizing my stuff when I get home and, you know, just being a little bit better with all of that. Because when you're hungover or you're intoxicated, you kind of let things go and wigs maybe get thrown off and chucked in the corner, you know, stuff like that. Things can get damaged because you're being kind of lazy with it because you're not fully present. Um, Now, I never got intoxicated at shows, um, but I did drink a lot at home. After shows, I'd be like, I just did a show. I'm going to pop a couple bottles of wine at home. And, you know, that's when you're supposed to be like counting your money and putting stuff away and not just like getting choicy and chucking your wig in the corner. So yeah, I definitely, definitely have become more focused, more organized. I've become a certified health and wellness coach, which I don't have any programs available yet, but look out for that. I got certified last year. I'm currently in the middle of getting my certification to become a personal trainer. Look out for that. But I don't think I could have done any of that stuff while I was drinking. I'm much more focused now. I'm able to study. Studying is, you know, still a lot of work. But I feel like I have more of my mind to focus, and I love that. And I think that my sobriety has played a huge part in that. Another thing that I want to talk about is activities. So when you are sober... You can do so many more activities. Like, you don't have to worry about how am I going to get home. You know, you can go on a trip that's like six hours away. You don't have to worry about, oh my God, how am I going to get home? Beach days aren't dangerous because you're not driving home buzzed. You know, like, you can drive anywhere, which is awesome. You don't have to worry about how am I going to get home. Even like going out to dinner or going out to a club or something, like, if you still go out to clubs and want to dance and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about how am I going to get home? I don't go out to clubs. I go to bed by like 10 at this point, unless I'm performing, but you never have to worry about how you can safely get yourself home because you're, you're going to be your own DD now, baby. You're your own DD. That's awesome. You can do more outdoor activities in the morning. You don't have to worry about a hangover holding you back If you like to do, you know, walks or theme parks, water parks, 
anything at the springs you're not going to have a hangover slowing you down and that's really cool there's just a lot of a lot of really cool activities that you can explore while you're sober and i think that's awesome the last two that i wanted to talk to you guys about are getting to know yourself in a whole different way so for me when i got sober i was really scared i touched on alcohol consuming my thoughts all i mean i really thought about alcohol all the time guys i was a bud light girl at the worst of it full time and drinking became a part of my like regular everyday life i was a brand rep so i was bringing home a lot of free product drinking 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 and then 2020 hit and it really kind of all went downhill um yeah and i had to like get to know myself again because my whole personality was just surrounded by like popping champagne at parties and all that kind of stuff like drinking 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 i was a freaking bud light girl so it was kind of scary to get to know myself again but i love myself so much more now i am funnier i am smarter and it's really awesome to get to know yourself on a deeper level without alcohol can be really intimidating but it's so worth it and i love myself now and i love who i'm becoming and i honestly couldn't say that when i was drinking every day i was really depressed and i'm not saying that i don't ever have bad days and I don't ever feel depressed or anything like that, but I'm saying that like my mental health has been so much better now that I don't drink. And when we stop drinking, guys, like we really are challenged with like getting to know ourselves again. And it's just really intimidating, but it's so worth it. So I know that you're a really cool person, I'm sure. And you without alcohol, it's like a million times cooler. So it's really awesome to get to know yourself again. My last one is living a happier and fuller life. As you guys can tell, I really love being sober. I love it. It's the best thing in the world. I love sharing it with people. I get emotional about it. Uh, it's just the best gift I've ever given to myself. And my life is so much better. I am closer with my family. I was close with them before. Don't get it twisted. I was really close with them. I've always been close with them. But like... I um, am even closer with them and I feel like we have just the best time and it's even better than it was before because it's not like this boozy blur. It's, everything's like so true and it's really awesome. Everything is just so awesome now and I feel like it's just strengthened my relationships with so many friends and you know even with my twin sister we were always close i feel like we're even closer now and she doesn't drink either and it's just really cool and she wants to be a guest on an episode and i think that would be really really fun i don't think i ever would have pursued health and wellness like i'm doing right now behind the scenes <laughs> talked about it earlier i haven't really talked about it super a lot but i always wanted to pursue health and wellness but i wasn't healthy or well <laughs> I wasn't, I was drinking all the freaking time and I tried, tried really hard to pursue a career in health and wellness when I was drinking and struggling, struggling so bad. No one really knew. 
but I was trying to teach Pilates and trying to get into teaching fitness classes regularly. And I was just so hungover all the time and really struggling and having a, I was having a really hard time, guys. And I finally am able to pursue my dream of health and wellness. I'm singing on stage. I'm performing and living my life to the fullest. I'm performing with a group that I absolutely love. And I get to perform with a bunch of people in different cities that I absolutely love. And I really owe it all to my sobriety. I do not think that I would be as successful if I didn't make this life change. Being sober and becoming sober, especially if you know deep down in your heart and soul that you need this change, it's the best gift that you could ever give to yourself. And I just want to tell you guys not to be scared. Let's circle back to, you know, the theme of this episode, dry January, man, dry January. No matter what milestone you're on, if you're sober all the time like me, or if you are dipping your feet in the pool of sobriety, it's worth it. It is worth it. And I truly believe that if you are here listening to this episode, it's because you are interested in extending your journey past January. And I'm here to tell you that you can. And if you have been doing this for a while, keep doing it. Guys, keep doing it. We're doing it. We're killing it. We are literally sober and thriving. And it's the coolest thing ever. I'm going to wrap this episode up by saying I love you guys. Thank you for being here with me. My next episode is going to be about stress management sober, which is going to be a heavy topic. Will I cry? I don't know. Tune in next week and see. Please like and subscribe to the channel because it helps me out and I just really would love the support from you guys. It would mean a lot to me. I love you guys so much. And until the next episode, I'm Lashes Lane and you just watched The Sober Show Girl. Love you guys.